This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I've got Ronan Sartana of Block Crunch Capital. Mate, I haven't got a very good introduction for you, so can you please tell the viewers and listeners all about yourself and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Block Crunch Capital, we're an investment bank. We help uh, blockchain companies or regular companies get into the space yep. um, by issuing tokens, implementing blockchain technology properly and effectively. Um, that does include selecting protocols and, and which technology would be the best to support them. Um, we help them with uh, private placements with investors secondary marketing, exchange listing. Um, through our partnerships, we have a lot of resources. So, so we really, we try and be instrumental to, to companies in entering the space and, and really achieve whatever objectives uh, that they want. And the good thing is we see a lot of demand right now and a lot of companies that uh, you know, need these types of services. So we're, we're very selective in terms of the companies we take on. So. Well, you can be. I mean, you're an investment bank inside of the blockchain space. It's a fascinating concept. Um, you've been doing it for a little while and how many projects have you worked on so far? And what, like if, if I'm a project that wants to get something done, I, I want to get on the blockchain or I want to learn about how to get into this environment because as we know, a lot of people in the space, as soon as you put the word blockchain or you do news about blockchain, you, you get a hit in the arm uh, for your company. Do you bring already existing companies into the space or are you exclusively working on brand new startups? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the whole industry is maturing very quickly and, and investors are as well. Um, exchange def, exchanges definitively are, are moving very quickly. Um, you know, the, the best companies are those that are implementing blockchain the right way. And so uh, we typically, we, we try and evaluate if blockchain actually makes sense for a company, if having a, a decentralized ledger yeah. makes sense. Um, some cases, it actually really does, and, and there's a, a very exciting use cases. And then others times, it's really just a, a means of capital formation, which honestly is also fine. I think like utilizing this technology to raise capital is, uh, is, is kosher, yeah. um, and, and it's also beneficial for investors. So the, I think there's, there's a lot of things that we'll see and why blockchain technology does make sense um, for everybody, but we, we are very transparent and, and do like to elaborate like why the the use of blockchain uh, is appropriate for so, each company that we take on yeah do you want to tell us a bit about your background how you got to this point and then we'll go into the vision and what you're trying to achieve with the company because yeah I mean, it's a, it's an interesting like running an investment bank effectively within blockchain I mean, it, it's it's unheard of uh to a certain degree uh, it's definitely interesting i want to know more i know that the listeners and the viewers will also want to know a lot more so yeah, where absolutely. have you come from and why are we here so yeah so you asked before how many clients we've had yeah. we've had three projects um, they've been successful and um, more so than the projects we've directly taken on. We have a lot of partnerships as well. Um, we're very partnership heavy right now. Yeah, okay. So first Bitcoin Capital is a public company. 
Uh, they're doing some really amazing things right now. I'm very excited about their, their near-term future. Um, they've done over 150 ICOs as a company. So as you can imagine, then MLG Blockchain is Canada's yeah. top firm. Um, and they've worked with amazing companies like Tron. They did their, uh, you know, they've worked with them for, for quite some time now. LA Token, um, very strong reputation yep. in Canada. So we work with them for, for marketing, first Bitcoin Capital a lot on the investor relations side. And then we are becoming a broker dealer. So I got my Series 7. Um, I'm going to get my Series 24. We have two principals and, you know, we went through the, the new membership application with FINRA. So we're in the process of, uh, of hopefully getting that solidified in the near term. Um, our story into the space is like, <laughs> it's insane. Like I mean, everyone else's? <laughs> <laughs> it's really, uh, it's been like, it's been the most amazing experience of my life. Um, so just really quick background, it can go on for a while, but yeah, sure. um, I had my Series 7 actually when I was 18 years old. I was working full time in college and uh, I was doing options trading and yep. I left going into junior year of college. I left college uh, and the industry. I went into software sales. So um, 2017, January, started my own business, um, was doing various you know, projects and they were successful. I was supporting yep. myself, but uh, I ended up meeting my partner and he has a very strong reputation uh, in Russia, the beer, Alkakhanov, down at Kupi Coupon, a lot of cool stuff overseas. He started getting inbound requests for ICOs and blockchain. And at that point, we're like, what, what is this? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, you know, I just, we really just like bootstrapped our way in and uh, we got our first client that was successful, went to conferences, represented them, met a ton of people. Um, and, you know, it clicked with me. I had software, you know, experience. Yeah, I had financial experience and, uh, and we closed deals. We closed a lot of investment early on, thankfully, closed amazing partnerships. And now as a company, we have access to over 45,000 investors and probably the best resources for, for any ICO, good project, yep. to either do a security token, utility token, market themselves, private placements, et cetera. So, okay, I come in, I've got a, a pre-existing business and I come to you and I said, look, uh, you know, will this work on the blockchain? Can it be more efficient? Can it be better? Can we access a new market? Uh, all of the above. Uh, what are you looking for to answer that question? Like, is there a specific set of like a checklist almost that you're looking for to fit whether or not something should be on the blockchain? Because we know what it's like, right? We see people out there that are just literally doing a quick money grab. We saw it at the run up to December, we saw it in January. People just tokenizing anything because it's like, well, it's free money almost. Um, the, the hunger to invest in ICOs leading up to or through December and the start of January, start of this year, it was, it was fever pitched. It was enthusiastic money. I won't say easy money. It was very enthusiastic money looking for a home. So how do you get around what's a good project, what's not a good project? And how many times have you actually had to sort of go, you just don't need to be here? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just starting from, from the beginning, I think it would be uh, you know, healthy to just, just talk about what blockchain is. Yeah, Because yeah. I think there's so much obscurity. Um, you know, we, we read articles and we see these... Pretty picture of a coin. Yeah, and that's not what blockchain <laughs> is. You know, it's not, a, it's not a beautiful golden bee with, you know, sexy lines in and out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's cool to see that, yeah. but it's, uh, it's imaginary. So blockchain is, as you know, blockchain is, uh, is like an Excel sheet. Yeah. Instead of being verified by a centralized party, 
it's a, it's an Excel sheet that's verified by the blockchain. Yep. The blockchain are, are a series of miners and nodes, and they're rewarded for keeping an accurate ledger uh, or an accurate like snapshot of the yeah, ledger of the Excel lot. sheet. Yeah. When you buy a token, you're basically buying either a cell in the Excel sheet or a portion of a cell in an Excel sheet. Yeah. And you don't even have the token. You have <laughs> you have basically the information of the token in the Excel sheet. Yep. So um, that Excel sheet, what it does is determined by a smart contract. Um, if that Excel sheet is an equity, it's an equity. It can be an equity, probably will be largely in the future, yeah. equity on the blockchain. Yes. Um, if it's a license for, for software, a license for service, it's probably utility. Yep. If you market it saying this, the value of this is going up, it's a security. Security again. Yeah, <laughs> Very yeah. simple. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it it's, really is though, right? It really is. It really is. And it's, it's like people talk about regulations so much. It's not that regulations are changing or that the SEC is bad. It's, uh, it's just that SEC says, hey, guys, you guys are breaking regulations by not, by not registering. Yeah. If you're going to do it in the U.S., these laws have been around since 1933, and uh, you should probably advise people on how not to break the law. Uh, I don't believe the SEC is being out of line. They're actually being rather lenient. Responsible and lenient. I agree. Because uh, I don't think people are bad intention. The industry obviously has a lot of hype, but... There's obviously bad actors in it. Absolutely, like everywhere else. I like everywhere else, but for the most part, like you have genuine people who are trying to create businesses who see an opportunity mm. to raise capital, implement exciting new technology, and they just need help uh, on you know, how to actually do it. So that's where we come in. Um, how we determine whether a, a company's good use case for blockchain or not, you know, I know it sounds funny, but is having a decentralized ledger appropriate? <laughs> is uh, yeah. Are there points, if they have an API, if they have a central like uh, uh, response mechanism that's with their software, and if that API can automatically trigger payments um, at a more efficient basis, then it makes sense. If they can better engage with their crowd base, it makes yeah. sense. If they can use it to form capital and ultimately get a much larger valuation, which I think we'll see a lot in the future, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. You know, if Apple were to issue only Apple tokens, <laughs> For Apple products, they would have $50 trillion worth of tokens. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think personally, Amazon, Starbucks, you already heard Facebook's thinking yeah. about it. And Facebook's perfect. I mean, I yeah, used to is. do Facebook ads all the time, and it's like, I don't know if my numbers are real. With, uh, with crypto, every time an API is pinged, they have to pay cryptocurrency, and you know it's legitimate. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good use case for crypto, and Facebook can raise an obscene amount of money. Oh, it will be insane. Without even diluting any equity. Correct, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and then lastly, you know, we actually have a very simple uh, analysis on what we look for in good investments. Yep. Um, I think it's actually becoming industry standard as well. Uh, product, traction, team, yep. synergies. Product, how is there, do they even have an MVP? Yep. What's the market size of their product? Um, team, executive team, completeness, completeness of their engineering team, what's their business development plan, advisory board, et cetera. Yep. And then traction is, uh, is do they have any key performance indicators, KPIs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, are, do they have, even if it's a little bit, like we're working on an ext extremely exciting project right now. It's called the uh, Fan Controlled Football League. Fan Controlled Football League. You heard it first here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I... I am so excited, I'm pulling out every single 
you know, hopeful big contact in my Rolodex. Um, you know, you have a Rolodex. <laughs> we have. Uh, <laughs> let me give you the idea first, and then we could talk about like, really quick. It's like uh, fan control football league. It's so crazy. When I heard this pitch, I was like, "This is so crazy. It just might work." Yeah. Um, they have basically you're watching real life football players, and there's a coach, and the coach selects four plays, and then you can select and vote which play you want to be called next. So it's like there's going to be like. Uh, From a live football match. Live football game. Right. It's like real life Madden. So, so you watch it on TV anyway, and then you, 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 you can sort of like, we're looking at a chessboard or checkerboard <laughs> or, you know, backhand board. Yeah. You can then sort of go, right, you, you place the next play, and if you're right. Yeah, exactly. There's, and then there's going to be microphones on the players, video cams on the players. And like the idea, now imagine like uh, Shaquille O'Neal versus Charles Barkley, who's heading a team, and you can actually take part with them. You know, it's going to be live stream on Twitch. There's a lot of big players that we're hopefully going to get. Jesus. And that's a perfect use case for, for, for crypto. Because if you have crypto and you want to, like, buy plays <laughs> or you want to, like, do fantasy football with these people. Yeah, or, yeah. I think there's, like, an amazing crypto play there. So, um, you know, their traction, obviously, they haven't created a fan-controlled football league yet. Correct. But their traction, they, um, they bought a team uh, in an independent league. And they basically created this model where their fans could uh, select the plays and they were the only team to do it. I think the only team to ever even try it. Yeah. Their engagement was 40% higher than every other team in the league. But did they win? Uh, they, went, <laughs> they went five and five and 11 the first year. So what's that mean? 11 wins, five losses? Five, lo- five wins, 11 five, losses. Five, right, okay. So. <laughs> it was an expansion team. I <laughs> <laughs> got it, okay. But still, like... 40% higher than yeah, everyone yeah. else in the league a, for engagement. And it's a business, right? Yeah. I mean, sport's a business these days and people want to sell jerseys. They want to find revenue, whether it be advertising, however it may be. And this creates a new way of bringing revenue to, the, to a sport. Uh, and it could, it could also be really, really good for sort of um, sporting uh, teams that aren't in the higher earning capacity just yet, you know, the lower division teams, because it is a way for people to come in and be involved. It's a big risk uh, for the team. To start off with, and of course there need to be some control mechanisms around that. But um, you're right; it might just—it's you know, a crazy enough idea that it, that it might just work. Right, and then you throw in you throw in crypto and like their their use case for for blockchains. Actually, I think really interesting. Like, you can you can buy tokens for the right to call plays. You can in the future hopefully like bet on bet with your friends on who's going to win and who's calling better plays. You're earning tokens from your engagement. Um, and like the success of your play calls, et cetera. So yeah, you can't really right. do that with, with, with anything else. I mean, this is a good use of blockchain. Uh, they have traction. I mean, they have real KPIs yep. from real life like efforts. They've raised money. Um, they have an amazing advisory board. I mean, ex, you know, ex-NFL op- head of operations, head of teams, you know, uh, operations. So people the within high positions that have been within within the actual sport makeup on teams, running teams, coaches. So, so these are people that are invested uh, emotionally and potentially capital-wise into this idea. So it's good to hear that they've actually got some, some big hitters behind them. Because, I mean, you come from a player point of view. I mean, imagine a player. Like, here's an issue I'll bring up, right? They're mic'd up, they've got a camera. I play rugby union, right? Rugby union's a big sport in Australia, okay? Now, some of the things I would say and do on the pitch... Not me. It's it's the rugby playing me. It's the full of adrenaline running around tackling and getting smashed by and people. And that's entertaining. It is entertaining, but Christ, what would my mum think? <laughs> I mean, 
at the end of the day, it is extremely entertaining, and this would be a yeah, for it, sure. live streamed on Twitch. R-rated. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be live streamed on Twitch. Players are going to be like motivated and, and actually incentivized to like engage with the fans and take their helmet off and do celebrations. So it's like we're yeah. trying to what they're trying to do is make this the next wave of like digital entertainment of live sports. Yeah, I and, understand that. And then like throw that in with crypto. It's like I think it's a great match. And then just getting back to like the the point of like what we look for in companies. Yeah. This is like a very obscure idea. And when I saw it, I was like, hmm, like I've never even thought of that. That's so outside the yeah. box. But they they have a great team. They have a, a product that they're like legitimately working on. They're everything that they're trying to do is is basically being met. They have real traction. And then the last one, Synergy, like as a company, we can come in and without naming names because I don't want to. No, that's cool. Yeah. But like we can bring potentially like Hall of Fame, current active players who could be team captains. We could bring, you know, some of the most like notable celebrities and actors in the world to come in and be like team captains or make it that much more engaging where fans can actually like. I root for Shaq or I root for Charles Barkley. Well, think of it like World example, Series yeah. Poker, what happened. Like, Poker went from a card game to a big television phenomenon yeah. with massive betting income. I mean, that was the birth of poker. Uh, similar sort of thing, uh, probably a pretty wild idea. Who wants to watch people play cards? I mean, you, that, that conversation would have been had. And now look at the size of that industry. But I think it's a fantastic idea. Uh, and I'm, I'll be sitting on the sidelines watching that very, very closely, so to speak. Uh, but I wanted to hit you bef- with, with one more thing before, before we wrap. Um, the, the, the regulation side of things, um, we discussed it very briefly before the interview started. Where do you think we're going? Um, how soon do you think it's happening? Obviously, you're an investment bank in the space. You're going to have to have your you know, ear to the ground very, very closely. You'll be having lots of conversations around this space. Is there anything that you sort of see coming that you believe will be positive, negative, challenges, these sorts of things. Regulation is a big conversation. I just want to sort of have that conversation with you because you're probably at the coalface more than most. Yeah, so I'm really excited um, about the industry's growth potential in the near term extremely. Like I I want to and wrote an article and plan on publishing it, why I believe Bitcoin is going to 50,000. We like that. (laughs) Yeah, I would love that as well. (laughs) But uh, I mean, just objectively, like, the if inst- institutional capital is like Goldman Sachs, Circle, mm. Bob Poloniex, yep. that's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, that they bring like a lot of institutional capital to the table. Um, if the custodian issue is Resolved. is solved, yeah. I mean you have potentially like a five x of the crypto market cap. Like what we're seeing right now is relatively very small yes. compared to what it can be, and um, especially if like like reg d 506c private placements i mean there's very simple it sounds like it's complicated but like reg s if you're uh if you're a foreign company and you want to raise money from the united states you could do so through a reg s uh and through from accredited investors if you want if you're a u.s company and you want to raise money with while being exempt and not reporting reg d 506c if you want to do like full-blown public company reg a plus it, it is a little bit more expensive, the legal fees, but at the end of the day, like uh, companies more and more you hear, yeah, we're gonna go this route, we wanna do this kosher, we wanna um, you know, be appropriate and, and in good standing with the SEC and FINRA. And so when that comes and you have a new wave of institutional capital, like I'm very excited about the prospects of 
of, uh, of DAPs getting really good valuations and funded because they're, they're kosher and institutional capital can put their money behind it. Um, so yeah, and then for, for the Bitcoin, you, you, can't, you couldn't short a ledger up until the futures, uh, yeah. there was futures trading. Yeah. So you couldn't short a ledger. I mean, that's insane. Like yeah. you only have buyers and sellers are limited to the cost of mining and it's limited to hodlers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, I mean, Bitcoin shorters are going up against the most passionate community Absolutely. known to mankind. Yes. I mean, I, I've, I know friends that were in Bitcoin early on and like they, they're like, yeah, I love Bitcoin. Like it's, it's a passion project for them. They're yeah. not going to sell for many. Most of my friends aren't going to sell for less than 10. Yep. And then miners like the cost that goes into mining. Why would they logically sell for less than that? Exactly. So there is a floor in my opinion. And so, yeah, sure. Like market cap or, or price went from 20,000 down to like nine to six, whatever yep. it is now. Yep. But the, once the floor is, is met and then the prospective upside of institutional capital coming in, of the custodian issue being resolved, of, uh, of real use case, like an adoption of the technology yeah. and payments and stuff like that. I mean, 500 billion market cap for it to go to 2 trillion, 10 trillion, it's, it's, it sounds like it's, a, it's like a huge jump, but at the end of the day, like relative to other markets out there and how disruptive a technology this is, it's very conceivable that this yes. could happen. So, and just from like a logic, logic perspective, like uh, I think ticket sales for, for, uh, for consensus, what quadrupled? Yeah. Yeah. Like 17 million in revenue or something along the lines of that, just from a, from one single event. I mean, it, you, it's madness down there. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's absolutely madness. So we tried to find a spot to interview today and you just, you cannot find a spot in that Hilton hotel. It's an absolute mess, but it shows how exciting the industry is. And I've been speaking to people that were here last year. And it's double, treble the size of what it was. Um, the space is evolving very, very quickly. The, the, there's no doubt that once they've got that custodial issue sorted out, the institutional money will be ready to go. And the institutional money is motivated to be in this space. And it's just looking for that safety element. How can we keep our clients' money safe and keep our own money safe? Now, the space will discover that. It is not a matter of if is a matter of when mm -hmm. and, and more and more like i'm a trader so i'm watching if the fluctuations in price at the moment at the moment to be fair it's been a bit average because it's just not doing a great deal it's a bit messy but you know i'm also an investor in this space now i've never been more bullish of, of any technology ever in my life uh, i'm all in on this and i'm not concerned about the fluctuations from my investments because i just know what is going to happen uh, it's an exciting period of time and it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you mate because it's having the insight that you do uh, being the first investment bank in crypto that i know of anyway uh, i wish you all the best of luck and if we can have a show down the track and see how you're going with certain projects it'd be an absolute pleasure ron fantastic very Thank good you having so you on board if anybody wants to find out more information about you where you're from what you do how do they find you mate yeah you can find me on linkedin uh ronen uh, ronen sartena s-a-r-t-e-n-a uh, shoot me your white paper. We, we read hundreds a week collectively uh, throughout our partnerships. And you can also email me at um, Ronen, R-O-N-E-N, at btcnewyork.com. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Good on you. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out tradercobb.com because experience matters.
This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.